Welcome everybody to the Kim Barrett Show. I am your host, Kim Barrett. And on today's episode, we are blessed with the presence of Chef Pete Evans. So if you haven't seen Pete Evans, I highly recommend you watch this episode. He's been someone who I would say has been put through the ringer on social media, on the general media, and has caused and had a, a huge uproar in certain areas. Now, I'm going to be going delving deep with this one and asking Pete, is it actually true? You know, when they say there's no such thing as bad publicity, we're going to get to the bottom of that. We're going to cover off and hear from some of the new product ranges that he's been working on and talking about, you know, I would say like the green craze, whether it's hemp, CBD, things like that. I'm really interested to find out his viewpoint on these and also talk about what it takes to be able to withstand you know, being put to the fire, what it takes as a business owner, if you've got haters, if you've got people that you know, not fans of yours, what does it take to actually be able to withstand that? And not only withstand it, but grow through that as well. And now Pete is someone who I have admired for a long time and seen what he's been doing on social media. And one of the things that I believe is that you can't ever win by being in the middle. You want to have people either love you or hate you. And in that, and not hate as in like, oh, I want to kill that person, but hate as in like, they either like you or they don't. Right, and I think Pete has done a tremendous job at that. But without any hearing any more from me, let's jump into the show and hear from Chef Pete Evans. Chef Pete Evans, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate your time. Oh, Kim, thanks for having me, mate. How are you? Yeah, doing very well. Thank you, sir. I always like to start off this podcast with the, the same question, although for yourself, it might be something slightly different in the answer. But if, if someone walked up to you at a party and was like, Pete, what is it that you actually do? How do you answer that? I would say I breathe <laughs> and I, I see and I hear and I feel and I express myself and I think uniquely, very differently from anybody else, which is what everybody does. So that's probably the best way that I'd answer it. I love that. I love it. That's a great answer. So obviously we wanted to get you on here to really talk about a couple of questions that I've, I've had because I've been following you for some time. So for anyone that uh, doesn't know, obviously I introduce you and you've been uh, well known on TV and a range of different things. But uh, for those that aren't aware, I mean, you've got a range of stuff going on that really until I started following you properly on social media, I didn't realize you've got a range of products. Tell us a little bit about all the other stuff you do because obviously you've got some of the work you do on TV and you've got books and you've got speaking and you're own podcast as well but fill us in on a few of the other parts that you've got there with your um, your product ranges and whatnot yeah for sure i like to express myself creatively through many different mediums and ways in which i can do that and some is through media so when i think about media there's publishing so i have cookbooks and other books out there in the marketplace i have my own tv show that i create called the paleo way and documentaries that i've created called the magic pill and the soon-to-be-released Magic Plant, which is on cannabis, which are two health-based documentaries, and the third one I'm working on at the moment, which is called Evolve. And obviously, I host different TV shows here and globally as well. I've been hosting one in the United States for the last eight years, which is a cooking show, as well as My Kitchen Rules here for the last 11 years, which is also another cooking show where I'm the judge. And prior to that, I was doing television for about 10 years in a more traditional form of hosting and teaching people how to cook. 
So I see myself as a student of life and then I share that information that I've accumulated and keep accumulating through the experts that I interview or through the skills that I have attained through the different hats that I've worn. And the main one that most people know me for is how you introduced me for was the chef. And out of that as well, I also use media to interview people like we're doing now on a podcast. I'm your guest, but generally I do the interviewing of uh, people from around the world that are having long-term sustainable results in the health space. And when I talk about health, I talk about what it means to be human. So not just diet, but uh, the way we think, the way we behave, the way we look at the world, philosophy, how we connect to others, how we make love, how we communicate, as well as all the different aspects of human self-expression and purpose. And I guess what you're asking as well is what products do I have out there? And they're very broad, but the fundamental base of that is to empower people to take their health into their own hands so that they won't hopefully need to visit the doctor as often as, uh, as some people do, you know, and I'm not saying that this is a cure-all and what we've got out there in the market is the be-all and end-all, but it definitely, it, I'll just explain this for you. So every product that I have out in the marketplace is either something that I want to put into my body uh, or feed my children or feed our pets. So, or that we use in a safe manner for either our skin or our environment. So if I'm not going to use it, then it doesn't get out there to the public. So selfishly, I sort of create these things. So I've got a a steady supply of them, whether it be supplements, whether it be uh, pet food, whether it be moisturizer, whether it be food lines. And yeah, that's that's the fundamental role or the, the intention behind it. Can I use it? Yes. Would I want to use it? Yes. Will I benefit from this for myself and my family? Yes, if I include it into my lifestyle. And that means that hopefully other people will. I love it. I love it. And now, as you said, there are obviously a lot of them are health-based products and that's a lot of uh, your books have got specific like different cooking styles and stuff like that based around your philosophy on health. And obviously with that, comes some very interesting feedback from the public and other areas of the media as well. A question I've always wondered, and uh, I haven't had enough of it to be able to figure it out for myself, but the old adage that any publicity is good publicity with some of the backlash that you get across social media and media and stuff in general, is that actually the case? Is any media good, uh, is any publicity good publicity or like, how have you found navigating that with some of the negativity and stuff that comes out uh, around your products and some of your health beliefs from some very interesting people on social media and other areas of media as well? Yeah, I find it fascinating and I always encourage a healthy conversation about things that trigger people. And, you know, nobody has been able to prove that anything that I promote is, is actually harmful for anybody's health, you know? So, I mean, when that happens, then, you know, then somebody's got a leg to stand on, but until then it's just noise. And I actually, as I said, I encourage the noise and I embrace the noise because every time that they, what people would perceive as an attack it's just raising more awareness. So as you said, is all publicity good publicity? I think all conversation is good conversation if we are open to it 
so that the truth will always be the truth. And to give you a, a simple example of that is so many people that now have improved their lives in ways that they never thought were some of my biggest attractors because they used to read the media and believe that media story or that narrative that was being perpetuated through all the different channels, whether it be TV, newspaper, magazines, uh, radio is, is a good one because number one, they need content. Number two, they see me as a polarizing figure so that anything sensationalized or clickbait will help eyeballs go to their story, which then increases their visibility, which increases that journalist's visibility or that section in that paper's visibility or that paper or magazine or radio station, as I mentioned, or TV network. So what happens then is they can then go back to their advertisers and say, oh, well, we've done a good job this week. We had 20,000 views on this. We had 10,000 comments on this. We had blah, 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 blah. So it it feeds the system that is created. So I'm happy to be part of the system, but also removed from the system. And I think that's in, that is why people find me so polarizing because I do have one foot in, in that system through my mainstream presence, but the other foot is firmly planted on the ground in holistic, sustainable health measures. And what some people would classify as woo-woo, which we are now finding out that there's actually, which we've known all along, that modern medicine plus holistic medicine working together. So we're looking at the whole picture and not just having blinkers on or a my, uh, my, I don't even know how to say it, but a microscopic view of something is the way we're going to get through each and every challenge that is presented to us with an open mind and I've seen so many people put all their faith in the holistic method only to end up, you know, not curing their disease or, or becoming sicker and if not dying. I've seen people put all their faith into the allopathic modern conventional medical system and the same thing can happen. They don't get cured, they get worse and some of them die through that method. Whereas I've seen both things happen on the flip side. I've seen people go down the holistic route and cure themselves, heal themselves, put something into remission and not die. And I've also seen the same thing on the modern medical side. I've seen people put all their trust into it and been cured and thriving and not dying. So what that means to me is there's something in both. Now, if we are close-minded to either of them, then I feel like we're missing the big picture for ourselves. So I think this is a really important time in history where we have ancient wisdom and modern conventional wisdom. And if we can weave these parts together or these two sides together, that's just going to be the, the strongest method because we'll have so many opportunities now to work together to heal somebody and there won't be such close-mindedness. So I guess that again, so going back to your question, when somebody is having a, at a dig or an attack or an agenda, it raises awareness because then people, some people come onto my side and go, oh, you're a 
fucking idiot, Evans, you should shut up, you're dangerous. But then, because I'll share that article, they may read the thousand of thousand stories from people that are saying, hey, you know what, keep doing what you're doing because my child no longer is on that medication. I'm off this medication. I'm thriving. Or I've reversed my autoimmune disease or I've reversed my type 2 diabetes or my cancer is shrinking, you know, because we're incorporating what you talk about plus also using modern medicine. So, you know, I think it's just sometimes when people or concepts or ideas are just a little bit out of alignment with current mainstream thinking, then this is an opportunity to lift the vibration, to evolve as a species, to evolve in the way that we communicate so that we can not only share the truth, but also receive the truth. I love that. And have you always been able to do that? Because, uh, the, and the reason why I ask is I've got a lot of, we work in space, Facebook advertising, Instagram advertising, and people really put themselves out there on, on video and, and ads and all that sort of stuff. And we're big believers in that. But obviously for them, there, there is sometimes when you do have a viewpoint which is different from the mainstream, there you, you get that backlash. Were you always good at managing that as you've just kind of described? Because that was a very nice and eloquent way. And I know whenever I see your responses on social media, I always kind of give you a, a mini round of applause on this side because you always deal with it in such a, a, a nice way where you you you're, you equally open to them as they've been coming back to you where some people could easily just lose it and uh, go off their rocker at people. Have you always been that good at dealing with that? Or like, was there any kind of point where there was a shift where you're like, now I get that, you know, and, and you are more go with the flow versus, you know, because I think sometimes people feel like oh, it gets a little bit, uh, it builds up on them over time and they when they see it time and time and time again. Well, the only thing that I can control is how I react to any given situation. So I could take the path of the victim and go, fuck you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> or I could, which, what's that going to do to me? All it's going to do is create negative energy for me because I'm going to play the victim. I'm going to feel disempowered. I'm going to get defensive. I will probably push back the energy in the same way that it, it, it comes to me or I perceive it coming, which is generally from a negative point of view, but I also understand what they're trying to do. Like I have a journalist that every, every six months or so sends me a message, usually on a Friday afternoon at 4.45, <laughs> right? And I'll get a message saying, Pete, we're running a story on you and we'd like you to comment and you have 10 minutes in which to do or 15 minutes because the deadline is in 15 minutes. <laughs> so sometimes I'm out surfing or with my kids or whatever I'm doing. And I see that message a couple of hours later. I'm like, oh, so I've missed the deadline, have I? So, and I'm not going to comment to any of these mainstream journalists anyway, because they've got an agenda. So, and I'd rather them just them create the story see what that energy is, and then see, see for what it is. I mean, recently I had a heart surgeon who, through this coronavirus at the early stages, when people were hoarding toilet paper, she thought it'd be humorous to say, if you don't have any toilet paper or you run out, then you, the best uses for somebody, 
the best use for toilet paper would be to use my books because there's no valuable information in them and they're a waste of basically a waste of space. But she also listed a few other very well-known doctors that are getting long-term sustainable results for their patients. And also Fifty Shades of Grey, which is a best-selling title. So I said, oh, that's an interesting one. So I decided to investigate who this person was. And it took me all of two minutes to go onto their site. And within two minutes, I realized what this person is actually wanting in life or she feels like she needs in life. And that is to be seen because she publicly attacked other people that are seen, whether it be the author of Fifty Shades of Grey, I mean, it's a best-selling book. What you think of it is up to you, you know, but there's a reason why it's become so popular because so many people have seen it. Now, the other people that she listed, functional medical doctors, kidney specialists, friends of mine, and the one thing we all have in common is that we seem to be helping a lot of people, but underneath that or on top of that, I believe her trigger was that we're best-selling authors. And I noticed that she's just released a book. And, and then I looked through the way that she presents herself to the world through her social media messaging. And my perception was it's look at me, please see me, look at me, please see me, please hear me. Please, 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 please. I want to be seen. I want to be heard. Now, she might think that her message is equally as important as ours, and I respect her for that. But understanding the, the trigger for somebody to post something like that in the first place is you can understand, you get to, uh, you know, perceive what that person is really all about. And it's the same thing with media. So, Going back to, your, to question, your question and how to answer it is I have to present myself authentically, which I do, and I also have to understand if I am being triggered by something like this person was or is perceived to be being triggered, how do you respond to that? So she made a choice to belittle and attack other prominent people because obviously that is what she wants to be from my perception. Now... I am learning how to each and every time something like this happens. How do I feel when I read it? Number two, are they speaking the truth? What is their agenda? What is their trigger? Why is this relevant at the moment? And I shared one last night and it was very interesting because with the coronavirus that's happening at the moment, there's been three articles in mainstream papers and media over the last 24 hours that have listed me in their, in their content. And what they're saying is be careful not to listen to charlatans and people that do not know what they're talking about when it comes to this virus. And they've somehow linked me in there without actually saying what I have done. Now, that is, that is really interesting. So, again, you read through what they're actually saying and they can't link me to anything that I've actually said or done, but they're saying don't listen to people such as Pete Evans because, and here's one of them from yesterday, which was the Royal Australian College of GPs. So the president of the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners came out and said, do not listen to Pete Evans because he posted a photo with what he said was an anti-vaxxer, a prominent anti-vaxxer, and his name is Robert Kennedy Jr. So 
four months ago, five months ago, I was in, a, in America and I was interviewing this, this guy called Robert Kennedy Jr. Now, if anybody goes to Robert Kennedy Jr.'s website, the first thing they'll read about or understand about this, this gentleman is that he's an attorney of law, he's an environmental lawyer, the thing that he is most well known for and his passion is, is for clean water for the, for the planet. So that's his main driving force that he set up these organizations to help people have access to clean water and to fight for clean water for, against councils that, and governments that are not doing the right thing and against industry that is polluting the water. So here's a guy that wants clean water for the planet and for human beings and for the environment. For, and for all the creatures that inhabit us in the planet. So that's the first one. Number two, he has fought and won for his plaintiffs or his clients. He has taken on the, one of the largest companies in the world, which is Monsanto. And they produce a chemical product called Roundup, or, and it, which has glyphosate in it. Now, he has proved in court and won these court battles. He was very famous last year or the year before for taking on Monsanto and winning a $2 billion lawsuit for, his, for the people he was representing because they got cancer and it was proven in court that this product caused cancer. So that's what he's best known for, right? That's what he does. Now, when I took a photo with this Robert Kennedy Jr., I said keep doing the work that you're doing. I'm inspired that there's people like you out there fighting the good fight. I didn't list what he was fighting for because it shouldn't matter because the main thing that he's pushing for is clean water and to get poisons out of the environment. Now we've got a doctor, the president of the Royal Australian College of GPs, plus the Australian, the president of the Australian Medical Association telling me that posting a photo with this gentleman is dangerous for people. So the question is, how can me posting a photo with a gentleman that protects people's rights for clean water and to get poisons out of schoolyards, out of our food supply, is bad? How can that be? So in this story yesterday, they're linking me and they're saying that I've gone quiet on the vaccination front since that photo. Never once have I talked about vaccination on my social media. Ever. Never. So they're linking me to something that has never happened, <laughs> something I haven't spoken about, to create a, a perception of me to their doctors, to the people that read these articles, to the public, to create a, an image of me or a perception of me that they would like to, for everybody to have, which is, Peter Vince is dangerous. So how do I deal with that? I present the case, which I did last night. I shared that story back to the people on social media and said, how have I been linked into this? There is, there, is no, there is no connection whatsoever. So again, so the truth will always prevail because the lies that are created around something like that or whatever it may be, they will eventually 
find their balance. And that's, I guess, where, where I stand and how, how do I present that back is with balance and without attack and just with the question, how am I linked to this? I can't find any link. So again, the way that I do it is to ask the question back to the world. And, and that's all that anybody can do. Instead of them asking the question, hey, Pete, why did you actually take a photo with this guy? Not one person has said that. Not one media outlet, not one detractor has said, hey, Pete, why did you take a photo with Robert Kennedy Jr.? What were you doing? Interesting, isn't it? People jump to conclusions or assumptions or people get triggered of their own fears and insecurities and project that without either ever asking what the truth is. And once upon a time, that was called journalism. Get to the truth. Find the, find the answer. Ask the question. And going back to that lady or that journalist that calls me on a, <laughs> on a Friday afternoon and gives me 10 minutes or 15 minutes to answer, without any consideration of where I may be in my life, you know, because I'm not attached to my phone 24 hours a day, you know, and that is why the media is sometimes a little bit out of alignment. And I guess that's one of the reasons I love social media these days is because, I mean, previously, let's just say that that went to print and that got into, and all we had was a TV, radio, newspaper, and we see that in a newspaper. There wasn't really the avenue for you previously to be able to even call that out, right? It would just be like, oh, well, that's what Pete Evans is like. You would see it in the newspaper or something. Whereas now it's like one of the benefits I love, and that's why I love connecting with people such as yourself and following what you're doing on socials is because you actually use it for really what it should be used for, which is like, oh, here's like, uh, you can be an open book with it rather than being like, well, how do you, you know, otherwise what, what the media perceives of you is what the, is what everyone perceives of you. Whereas now you do have that ability through social media to, uh, to at least show your side when the journalism probably isn't as good as it should be. Well, I think, I think the standards of journalism have dropped. Definitely. I think quality of so many things has dropped over the, the last couple of decades and it's about speed. Now it's, it's about just getting things out without due diligence. And I, I understand that, you know, the, the media scene is dramatically changing. Like it's probably one of the fastest moving industries in the world, you know, because you look at television now, you know, 10 years ago, there was oh, 20 years ago when I first started on television, it was when cable or just came out like Foxtel. Now look at where we're at 20 years down the track. Not only is there Foxtel now, but there's Netflix, there's Disney, there's Apple, there's YouTube, there's Google. There's Disney, there's Hula, there's Stan, there's all of these different digital channels now, plus there's podcasts, plus there's, so once there was, it seemed to be a very simpler world in that industry, whereas now it's not, and it's rapidly changing by the minute, <laughs> by the minute, same with publishing, same with radio to a degree, same with newspaper, print media. Everything is changing so dramatically that people, are, it's really like they're just throwing, they're, they're just trying to stay afloat. And when that happens, corners need to be cut. 
on certain aspects. So once upon a time, you'd have the investigative journalists that had the time to do the accurate research and to deliver a, a, what I would say, a quality product. Now, if you look in mainstream media, through in the newspapers especially, and it is opinion pieces. And the wonderful thing about opinion pieces generally for print publications and online publications is that there can be no recourse for slander, for defamation. It's very, very difficult to prove because it's somebody's opinion. So when it's an opinion from somebody, it's not fact. Let's just say that again. So if you read anything that is in a, a magazine, a newspaper article, online presence, that is an opinion piece, that's all it is. It is not based in fact. Now, next time you pick up your newspaper, have a look at how many opinion pieces there are that are in that publication. And that'll give you a really good idea why certain aspects of the media should not be trusted as factual. And then if we go a, a layer deeper, what you have then is these publications and media outlets that rely on advertising to keep them alive. Now, if you look at what I promote and many others in my circle, in my industry of, of holistic, sustainable, long-term health, the things that we are promoting out into the landscape make redundant most of the advertisers or a lot of the advertisers that are advertising in these publications or these media settings. So do we want to prop up somebody that makes our advertisers redundant? Or if you had a business, would you be promoting something that uh, flies in the face of your advertisers? Or would you be like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> and from documents that I've read, you know, there has been a calculated effort to ridicule me to protect certain industries. I've read the documents. They've hired PR companies to keep the machine and the system rolling exactly as it is because what happens if the population decides that 80% of what's in a, where they go shopping no longer is going to go into their shopping trolley? What happens if people start to feel good and they do not need to see the doctor as often or take their medication if they can improve their health. And this is what happens. And I'm not saying this works across the board, but just think about that for a moment. Who has the most to lose if people are empowered and healthy and are not eating processed foods, foods made by multinational food corporations, not visiting the doctor as much, not taking prescription medicine as much. Now let's go back to, the Royal Australian College of GPs or the Australian Medical Association president? Why did they publicly come out and attack somebody that says, you know, maybe choose organic vegetables and fruits over something that has been sprayed from that company I talked about with that friend of mine that publicly won a law lawsuit saying that the stuff that they spray on our fruits and vegetables can cause cancer as shown in this, <laughs> this situation here. And when I say choose grass fed, grass finished beef or wild caught seafood, again, who does that hurt? 
you know, and you don't have to look too far to understand why this narrative still takes place. So it's an interesting time. Uh, it is, it is. And I appreciate you sharing that. And hopefully I can just ask you one or two more quick questions. I just want to be yeah, respectful of your time, P, as well. I don't know whether you'll get a quick answer, but... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. My, uh, my, my first one is just a personal one because uh, both uh, a good friend of mine used to work there and my partner was there, not last year, the year before. But how was Rhythmia? How did you find it? What was the experience coming off the back of that? Oh, beautiful. So for anyone that's listening, Rhythmia is, I think the actual title is Rhythmia Life Enhancements Center or clinics. It's a place in Costa Rica, which is the first medically approved ayahuasca clinic in the world. Ayahuasca is a plant medicine that is being used for 5,000 years from what they can tell in South America and Central America. And what people are using it for these days is to go inwards, to discover aspects of themselves that they may have suppressed and to find balance in their lives. So we're seeing throughout the world at the moment, uh, leading scientists and health experts rediscovering the potential benefits in clinical settings for the use of certain plant medicines and what are called entheogens, which means to awaken the divine within in its traditional use of the word, or I should say modern use of the word. Some people will call them psychedelics. So ayahuasca is a combination of two different plants from the Amazon and from South America that when brewed together and then ingested can take you inwards to discover parts of your journey in this experience of life in which you can find answers to help realign. Now, these plant medicines are very, very powerful and which is why I went to Rhythmia because it is, as I said, the world's first medically approved ayahuasca clinic in, in the world. And they've got a wonderful medical team there on site. So when you go in there and it's completely legal in Costa Rica for this establishment. So I, I decided to uh, go and check it out and put myself through the process of what they teach and what they share in this setting and I had a remarkable time. I mean, it was miraculous. It was marvelous. It was uh, awe-inspiring. It was uh, powerful. I, I can't, cannot recommend it to anybody because it seems to be, from my understanding, is something that if you are drawn to it, then it's up to you if you choose to go down that path because it is very, 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 very powerful. And there are risks involved, like everything in life. And which is why I would suggest if anybody is interested in this path, then to look at a place at a place like Rhythmia that has had, I think it's up to 7,000 people have gone through there over the last few years and investigate and do as much research as possible to see if it's, if it is your path or not. And again, I'm not recommending it. I just need to, 100% make that clear. And I don't recommend anything. I offer, I share information on so many aspects of what it means to be human. And this seems to be something that is becoming more and more widely studied through the most modern of ways, through modern medicine in universities and centers around the world by some of the world's leading experts in how our brains work, how our emotions uh, affect our physiology and our behavior. 
And it seems to me, if I was to look 10, 20, 30 years down the track, that these different plant medicines that are natural and are a part of our environment are going to become a lot more popular in medical and clinical settings for people. And the experts that I've interviewed on this um, are having miraculous results for that realignment for people. Now, I, I think, well, I know I had a wonderful experience through that and I got many realizations for myself through that process. And I'm very grateful for that. And I will be heading back there again in October if overseas travel is back online. Uh, and if it's not, then so be it. It wasn't meant to be a second time around at this particular point in time. Yeah. No, I, uh, I love that. And I've only heard amazing uh, insights from that. And as you said, uh, anyone listening, it's uh, do do all your own research around these areas as well. But yeah, my my friend was um, uh, working there for a better part of two years. And yeah, it was miraculous to see her kind of shift from uh, going there as an attendee to then uh, to them working there. And my partner spent some, uh, some time there as well. So it was uh, very interesting to hear the insights. And I do like the shift that is happening to, with, as you mentioned, even back at the beginning around um, natural and holistic things coming together, even like you mentioned, the use of cannabis, cannabis and uh, CBD and things like that that are coming more and more out now, which I think is, uh, is, is hugely powerful and beneficial for people. So it's uh, interesting times ahead for sure. And uh, one, one final question for you, which I always like to ask. Yeah, mate. What's, what's one question that I didn't ask you that I should have? Well, my intention today... I think it's a really good question to ask people what their intention is. So I set an intention every day and that is to be a vessel for truth. And that's my one today. Uh, yesterday it was to be present. And the day before it was to open my heart as, as open as I can. So every day I set an intention and it's usually what just flows through my consciousness when I wake up. So I wake up, I, set, I say three things minimum that I'm grateful for. It could be, I'm grateful that I can hear the birds outside. Isn't that amazing that we've got ears to be able to hear that beautiful song. It could be, I'm super grateful to have had that time with my children yesterday. And wow, you know, just fills my heart with joy that I got to spend that time with two amazing human beings that growing in their own unique ways. So I wake up and I am think about what I'm grateful for in the morning and I say it internally and then I set my intention and today was about truth and I'm glad that I got to have that intention today because that's where I was centered when you were talking to me and asking the questions and I'm about to do a podcast with with a lady over in the states and uh, who's a doctor and she's a she's talking about German new medicine which if you haven't heard of, it might be something interesting for your listeners to go down the rabbit hole with, especially at this really exciting time on the face of the planet. And I say exciting because it is exciting because we're stepping into the unknown and whenever we step into the unknown or uncertainty, that creates excitement. And excitement is very close to fear. You know, it's nearly the same, nearly the same sort of energy and feeling, but in a positive way. So 
I am excited about this transitional period that we're about, that we are going through. And we're always going through a transitional period, whether we know it or not, because we're constantly evolving, not only individually, but collectively and also the planet. So whatever is happening in your belief systems at the moment, if we could change just the perception from fear of the unknown and the uncertainty into excitement and being in awe and wonder of all of this that is playing out for ourselves and, and for our collective consciousness, I feel that is a healthier mindset and to, to approach any uncertain times, which is always. <laughs> it's, so I'll leave you with that one. I love that. Thank you so much for joining us. And for people to, to connect with you and follow, where's the, uh, the best platform online to connect with you? Social media is pretty good for me. I, I am quite prolific in what I share and I try to, well, I shouldn't say I try, my intention is to share a recipe every single day so people have the tools so they can buy my books or they can just go off my social media. You know, I don't mind. Some people like to have a physical copy like I do, but I also know people are struggling out there with their finances. So I always want to connect and give people the tools for long-term sustainable health. So every day there'll be a free recipe for you. If you follow on Instagram or Facebook, I will share aspects of my life that I feel uh, are authentic to myself um, that might uh, trigger some people, which is perfectly fine. And I will share information on my podcast as well, which I, I highly recommend people listen to if they're looking to understand what it is that I love to investigate. And we talk about everything on there from sex to psychedelics, entheogens, to movement, to the way that we think and behave, to nutrition, to the types of water that uh, I like to drink and others like to drink. And so many other aspects of being human and being a part of this, this wonderful journey of life. Also, if anyone's interested in what we promote in a paleo way, which just means old, which means an anti-inflammatory diet, and I would recommend that now is a fucking good time to get your health in order, just like it was a year ago, just like it was 10 years ago, like it will be in 10 years ago. There's no better time than now. I'm not using this current situation as a as a wake-up tool but maybe it will be for a lot of people but now you have the complete control to live in the now and look at long-term sustainable health as one of the core values which is could be something that many people haven't really thought about and now we may have the time and the opportunity to really think about fuck what is it that matters what really matters to us at this particular point in time, which is now. So, but anyone that wants to go paleo, I have a ten, free 10 week program called the paleo way. It's got 350 recipes, no strings attached. It's my gift to humanity. I have no expectation of people who want to use it or not. It's just there and it's available now. Absolutely love that. So guys, wherever you're listening, watching this, we'll link all of that in the show notes. So you can click through and find uh, everything that Pete's just mentioned. And again, Pete, thank you so much for your time. I know it's uh, precious and I really appreciate you making the time today. Kim, thank you so much. I know we've circled around this over the last <laughs> year, trying to find a date, but I'm a big believer in that everything is exactly as it's meant to be. And this podcast, I feel, is a lot stronger 
than it could have been a couple of months ago when, when you first reached out because of what is currently happening. So thanks for your patience and thanks for your trust, brother. Of course, pleasure. Thank you again. Love you.